Welcome to this edition of Rail Group On Air, a podcast series brought to you by Railway Age, Railway Track and Structures, and International Railway Journal. This is Railway Age Editor-in-Chief, William C. Vantuono. My guest is the President and CEO of New Jersey Transit, Kevin Corbett, and we are here to talk about the daunting task of uh, getting positive train control, PTC, uh, up and running by deadline, which which was uh, just a short time ago, December 31st, 2020, and uh, NJT crossed the finish line with uh, with flying colors. So, Kevin, uh, welcome. You uh, you have a, a rather interesting name for this. You call it Project Seabiscuit. So, why don't you tell us where that comes from? Sure. Well, it was sort of uh, you know, uh, Bill. It's always great to be with you, and. Uh, you know, appreciate the, you know, what you represent for the whole industry. It is a great industry. And, uh, you know, I think uh, our efforts with PTC really highlights a lot of aspects of that. But when coming in, in my background, I've run, uh, you know, uh, overseen, you know, big projects, mega projects. Um, but uh, when I came in the first day I was on the job, I got a call from uh, Ron Vittori and telling me, you know, just how bad of all the headaches I was going to have coming in as the head of New Jersey Transit. Uh, you know, the critical existential threat that we had all having only 12% of the, uh, the system even installed, much less dealing with all uh, software interoperability, et cetera. And so, uh, you know, got together with the team that was involved. It was uh, a fragmented team. Uh, there were a lot of lawyers involved, a lot of finger pointing, and that's not uncommon when projects start uh, are going south and, uh, you know, the pressure comes on. And so I really thought was uh, two things I want to do is really uh, get all the lawyers out of the room first with all the respect to lawyers and get the team together and say, forget what's on your business card with this New Jersey Transit, Parsons, Alstom, LTK, whatever. This is the team that's going to make it done. We're going to find a way. And we have the support from Ron Vittori that anything we need from FRA and support, uh, he'd provide. And, uh, you know, we, we created a war room. I always find that's better, different people, different floors, like he said, she said kind of thing. Created a war room and uh, put countdown clock, you know, and for every one of the lines, every one of the paths to be put out on the wall so everyone could see it. But uh, I always felt that, you know, to make it, uh, uh, no one thought we were going to make it. Even Tony Kosha, a dear friend of mine, said, you know, Kevin, you know, got to be honest, uh, you know, there's nobody in the industry who will even take a bet that you guys are going to make it, so you better have a plan B, et cetera. And, um, you yeah, know, I said, no, nope, we're going to make that. And I, you know, read the book and seen the movie Sea Biscuit about, you know, the horse that no one thought could ever make it and ended up becoming a champion and, you know, uh, coming across the finish line and winning by a nose kind of thing, the underdog. Uh, so that just struck me as a, uh, a good uh, code name for, uh, for, the, for the project, you know, give it a name and a little identity. Very appropriate. Uh, you know, uh, the, these projects are, are complex, of course, uh, you know, bringing together all the, all the elements, the uh, uh, technology supplier, Alstom, the uh, the engineering consultant uh, Parsons uh, LTK other other stakeholders your own your own signal and train control people your operating people everybody has to come together and, and work together so putting everybody in you know setting up as as you call it a war room where everybody can work together and see progress uh, that that sounds like it was a pr- pretty big uh, pretty big part of this project. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed to work well, and you're able to resolve things right away instead of waiting until someone gets back to you or an email or you miss a phone call back and forth. 
you're in the room. What's the problem? Let's get it out of the way. You know, no one's going to the bathroom until we get this solved. So uh-huh. the door's locked. You know, you want to go. <laughs> we, you know, and nobody's going home until we get this done. <laughs> right, exactly. Or something and, like uh, that. You know, yeah. It does help uh, you know, get, make things move, uh, move quicker. Right. So uh, you, I think the uh, people in the industry uh, are well aware of the role that the FRA played, in particular, uh, uh, Administrator Batori. Uh, the leadership that uh, that he showed, and you know, I I had many conversations with him over the over his tenure, uh, the past two or three years, and uh, and he described to me how he was meeting every day, either in person or on the phone or virtually with uh, with the stakeholders in the industry, and um, and he did say, and you know, and NJT is going to be a tough one, but uh, but you know, here you are. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a pretty sweet feeling. I gotta I have to say, and uh, real vindication for you know fantastic team, and also uh, the uh, other you know uh, external sort. Of, I view them as team members too. But Amtrak, NS, Conrail, you know, uh, MTA Metro North, Long Island Railroad, and then the whole industry. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Dragadinsky, uh, Ron Batois, you know, uh, had told uh, suggested Amtrak to start doing better you know coordination, so we had the whole corridor rather than looking at each one individually, would have uh, monthly meetings with everyone from MBTA down, you know, uh, down to SEPTA and going over, uh, you know, the different challenges, what we were seeing on interoperability, et cetera. And there was a lot of, uh, uh, we were able to <clears throat> leapfrog some hurdles that if left on our own probably would have taken a lot longer and we wouldn't have made that deadline. But for learning from others' mistakes and being able to <clears throat> accelerate through some of those things uh, because of the, uh, painful experience others have had, we were actually able to accelerate through different hurdles at times because of that share uh, information uh, amongst, uh, you know, others in the industry, which was really, uh, you know, can't be uh, under, 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 and, and, and there were so many different, uh, different elements that came together, as you just mentioned, all the uh, separate railroads operators that really have to be in, interoperable. Uh, would you say that interoperability was probably the, the most daunting task? Uh, certainly one of them. I think, uh, you know, I'm used to sort of physical projects or, you know, same with machinery where it's something you can go in, get your hands on. Uh, the software, a regression testing on software, trying to, it was like whack-a-mole a lot of times, how many different versions of the software that needed to be upgraded. You thought you solved it, then another problem would crop up. So uh, some of that was, uh, you know, particularly uh, complicated, uh, compounded by the interoperability challenge. But some of it was just uh, the frustration, you know, after we made the uh, December 2018 installation deadline, uh, then the last few years really, you know, catching up on really what would have been, a, you know, a decade of progressive uh, development on our software side uh, was uh, the interoperability. You know, we have, a, you know, really cool, I mean, a fascinating uh, rail system that we have, the network, as you know, within New Jersey Transit, we, the legacy of, you know, Erie, the Lackawanna, the central New Jersey, the you know, Pennsylvania Railroad, the Amtrak, and you know, our inter- interoperability with the, with the freights. Uh, but it's, um, it, you know, when it came to PTC, certainly proved, proved a great challenge. And I know uh, I can't speak for Ron uh, myself, but I know he and I have shared uh, his feeling, and I'm sure he shared it with you. That. If you look at if you fly from uh, New York to Seattle, uh, you know you get uh, you're, you're in one system. You know, they may have different uh, right. uh, equipment providers and the control tower, but it's one system. But you know, for us on the Raritan Valley line, where we we start out in you know our system, 
and then go on, you know, on to Conrail, where it's IETMS, then we come on to Amtrak, the Northeast Quarter, you know, and you go, you know, go from ACES to Access. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, to me, that's not a, 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 the optimal scenario, and I know Ron felt the same way. So looking forward to see what PTC 2.0 is going to be like, but it better be one national system. Yeah, there, you know, there are so many, NJ Transit has so many different touch points uh, with, with other railroads, uh, uh, you know, just... Uh, 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 of course, me as a as a longtime NJT customer, I I know the I know the system uh, system pretty well. You know where you you come off the coastline, which is NJT uh, territory uh, at at uh, at Union, and um, you know, and then you're going you're getting onto the corridor, and then you have your own lines, the uh, Morris and Essex, and all that, and then the and those trains interface with the corridor at um, that massive interlocking. Swift, is it? Swift. It's Swift. Swift yeah. Okay. Hey, I got it right. Ironically <laughs> called that by uh, some would say, but yes. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of touch points and um, and not, not only the, uh, the the passenger PTC uh, technology, but also, as you mentioned, the freight, uh, the freight system, Norfolk Southern, Conrail with the uh, uh, ETMS and all those systems have to talk to each other. And um, I, I would imagine that it's some of your equipment or maybe all of your equipment has to, uh, has to be able to, uh, to interface with all, all of the wayside technology. It's, uh, yeah, it's all of our equipment and you're exactly right. Uh, you know, it's very complicated and frankly in the era of cybersecurity, uh, you know, where everyone, you know, you have the security keys and uh, the whole idea is you don't want anybody, you know, <laughs> compromising your the, the integrity of your software uh, protection. And meanwhile, you know, the, the head end of the train could be coming off, uh, as you say, uh, you know, it's Swift or Aldine or something and you're coming, uh, but the back of the train's still in our hands. <laughs> like, you know, you have to have that uh, where the two systems can talk to each other despite these firewalls that are prevent that, you know, you're trying to do everything to prevent anybody from being able to talk to your system. So uh, really complicated on the software side uh, to get that uh, where they, are secure, but they can also have a, a smooth handoff uh, from one one to the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the key. Um, so, Kevin, uh, there is a personal element here for you getting a PTC done. Uh, at the time of the uh, Amtrak Frankfurt uh, curve uh, wreck, um, your son was in the uh, U.S. Naval Academy in, in Annapolis, and I understand that one of his very good friends lost his life in that wreck. Uh, what, what did that mean for you as, as far as uh, uh, implementing this uh, safety technology? Well, I think it made it real and I really uh, internally with the team, you know, I'd stress that periodically. You get an AD project, you know, you're under the gun and people are trying to make deadlines and, you know, you get focused on different tasks or who, you know, this transponder or, you know, or that uh, web, web uh, base interface unit. Um, and you sort of lose track. Hey, this is a safety. This isn't just, you know, put up a building. If it's a month late, it's a month late, you know, you get maybe some angry tenants, but, uh, you know, this, this was a life safety system. And, uh, you know, that accident, uh, in 85, um, it, PTC had been, that's, you know, PTC does not stop. We do have a safe system in the country, uh, and PTC does not solve all problems and safety enhancement. Uh, but uh, that being said, if that enhancement had been placed in 1985, uh, Justin Semser uh, was in the 17th company and uh, he was planning to be on becoming a Marine officer like uh, my son. And um, I know it meant a lot to his family uh, that they, uh, you know, they stay in touch with, with the uh, Kath Gissa. 
is a broader family and uh, certainly I think it meant something to them and um, to uh, you know the team I think it was often I'd remind them that hey this is you know say, you know let's get get the head back in the game this is this is real and uh, you know it makes a difference in people's lives and uh, I, I think that did add a little bit to uh, the team spirit as well well that's that that's encouraging you know you you can as you say you can get lost in the minutia and and all the technical elements but if you stay focused on what are we trying to do here we're trying to protect people's safety we're trying to improve safety on the railroad uh uh that's the overarching uh, uh goal there yeah and it, it, it you know brings it home it could have been your kid or you know your your uh, husband wife niece whatever uh, son on the train so I guess uh, you had mentioned PTC 2.0. Uh, that's become sort of a buzzword. Uh, so I, I will ask you now that you've uh, that you've got 1.0 or 1.0 or whatever you want to call it uh, up and running and uh, fully operational. Where does New Jersey Transit go from here? What is what is available to you know? What other technologies or enhancements, either for safety or uh, customer communications or uh, improving operations, whatever. What other enhancements can you can you make now to your system? Yeah, I, I think on the safety side, as we say, whether whatever whatever the industry will call it, the next uh, version of how we in, uh, enhance it. But I do think working with Amtrak, uh, certainly New Jersey Transit, since we've uh, you know had to do so much in such a short period of time, we have a lot of painful experience to share with the industry. Uh, you know, my friend Jeff Knuppel, who was SEPTA, who was a great help at, at the time, uh, you know, when we started, you know, a number of us, we still talk and look forward to really working with industry nationally to, to get the next, uh, to get it right and better and smoother, because uh, it's a very costly system the way it is now. Um, but beyond, beyond the PTC, I think we look at, uh, we came out in this past year, despite COVID and uh, you know, the crazy year it was. Uh, we did come out with a five-year capital plan. The New Jersey Transit did not have one beforehand. And I think really now, a 10-year strategic plan, it's really about implementing. We're, we're lucky that uh, the governor and our legislature uh, have given us uh, funding. We're in relatively good shape. Obviously, uh, Washington, the CARES Act has really helped us for a very tough period. And we have CARES Act too. So uh, we're closely optimistic that we'll be, uh, you know, operationally, we'll be uh, in uh, good, good shape financially. And then uh, on the capital plan, we have about 12 billion out of 17 uh, billion in our five-year capital plan identified. Uh, you know, just yesterday we signed the FFGA for Portal Bridge, uh, and we are the right. agency Portal Bridge. So uh, we have Raritan, we have a lot of bridge work going on, a lot of stations, a new station, the station rehab. So it's, we have a lot of uh, lost uh, ground to make up for. And uh, you know, I have to go around the tin cup and find another five billion over the next few years. But uh, really, it's uh, about uh, uh, on the uh, capital side is really getting that plan and bringing uh, everything up to, to grade, including also our fleet, upgrading our fleet, which we're in the midst of. Uh, we have 113 uh, Bombardier uh, multi-levels that will be uh, arriving, the first will be arriving in two years. We ordered them uh, a year and a half ago or so. So, uh, you know, a lot of positive things, a lot of, uh, and then on the customer side, there's a lot we have to do. I love transportation and I think all, a lot of us do, but it's, you know, it's not just transportation for transportation's sake. It's really about, you know, people, mobility, uh, you know, the economy being where the underpinning for the economy. So really it's looking to improve our customer service, a lot of the IT upgrades, the app the interface uh, with the Ubers and Lyfts. So uh, people, you know, sort of first mile, last mile, a lot of interesting uh, opportunities on the customer service side as well. 
And there's a lot of changes coming, uh, um, coming down, down, I won't say down the pike, I'll say down the tracks, uh, uh, you know, all the, the, uh, the adjustments and commuting patterns, uh, more people working at home. Uh, we've already started to see some adjustments made in, in, in systems where, uh, and, and NJT, NJT for the most part provides, you know, round the clock service. Um, but what, what just, uh, uh, on another subject, unrelated to PTC, what what changes do you see coming in terms of adjusting your service to meet uh, changing commuter patterns, changing travel demands? I think it's it's really too early to tell, and uh, but I'm op- I'm a real optimist that it's going to come back uh, just as strong as it was before. Maybe one year, maybe two, maybe different uh, patterns and shifts of you know, is it five days a week? Is it the same traditional AM PM? But I think, you know, uh, as Governor Murphy said, we're um, between in his talks with uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, coming in, uh, they've had uh, conversations. And he said, it's not just New Jersey, moving New Jerseyans around as the nation's largest statewide tra- uh, transit agency. But really, you know, it's the role we play on the national economy uh, between serving New York and serving Philadelphia, the first and fifth largest cities in the country. Uh, so, uh, you know, I have, uh, full uh, faith that, you know, uh, the economy will come back. New York will, you know, keep uh, growing and it will be a demand. So uh, I think it reminds me after 9-11 when, you know, uh, the towers came down and they couldn't get insurance for a while and everyone said, oh, everyone's going to flee New York. No one's ever going to be in New York again. They'll never build a building more than five story tall. And then you look a decade later, they're doing Hudson Yards and Atlantic Yards. And, you know, yeah. so uh, I'm an optimist that it will be back. We were over capacity at rush hour, as you know, where we really uh, have uh, major constraints uh, pre-COVID. So this maybe gives us a little breathing room, but I suspect we'll be right back. Uh, you know, you see more in the hand open, uh, you know, are going ahead, as I mentioned, with Portal Bridge. So hopefully Gateway, you know, that obviously there's a lot of talk with Gateway with the new administration coming in. So uh, I'm an optimist, but I think you know, our core infrastructure for serving that market is way, well below what it should be. So I think it's hopefully we gives us a little bit of breathing room, but I suspect in a few years we'll be right back to where we were. Maybe slightly different hours of demands, but we're sure. going to be needed. Service. Sure, there there does seem to be a, a a fairly high level of optimism. You know, today is January fifteenth. We're five days away from uh, uh, Joe Biden taking uh, taking office, and and uh, uh, the forty sixth president is well known for his support of, of rail of all, of all types, uh, freight as well, freight and passenger. And they're uh, uh, just on what we've been reporting at Railway Age, there's a, there is a, a fairly high level of optimism. So uh, um, would, would you say the future probably looks pretty bright? Going forward, right now for for New Jersey Transit, and I, I hate to, yeah, I don't want to jinx uh, jinx us, but uh, really, I look at where we were three years ago, uh, and where we are now, and with the funding that we have, and hopefully with more to come, uh, particularly on the capital side, I'm uh, really optimistic. I think uh, we've been the team that is here. You know, we we the, God bless the team that stayed here, uh, kept the lights on there before I got here. There's some really great people, as you know, and then with the people we've added, uh, you know. You know, Fred Chittister came in with PTC. You look at the people who had a Jeannie Kwan, you know, who brought in and others, uh, you know, uh, really have strengthened the team here. Uh, Rich Schaefer, for chief engineer, I just really have a great team here. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm very optimistic about, you know, combining the, you know, the, the longer term uh, NJT employees plus the, the new blood we have in. 
Uh, I think people are you know, really motivated and really it would sort of a put the they used to say oh the believer New Jersey transit you'd hear that a lot and I think we we'll put that we we'll put that behind us now. Uh, I think uh, really really very optimistic uh, uh, you know about what the future holds for uh, NJT. Well, that's good to hear. There's uh, there's a lot to look forward to. There really is, and uh, uh, I uh, I commend you. Uh, and your whole team at NJ Transit for uh, for you know sticking to your guns and uh, and doing the hard things you know and getting getting things done. Uh, thanks. As we got uh, also you know all the men and women that are out you know uh, on the wayside that we do you know our crews. I mean you know it's not just also in the you know headquarters something that's really you know throughout the system. So uh, yeah, I feel uh, you know uh, pretty pre- pretty lucky, pretty blessed, and. Uh, you know, compared to uh, three years ago, <laughs> so I feel a lot younger. It seems like that was 10 years ago, and I feel a lot younger now than I did a few years ago or even a year ago. Well, that's certainly good to hear. Good. Well, Kevin, uh, thank you for, uh, for joining us, uh, for, for giving us this, uh, this update. Um, you know, NJ Transit, uh, the, your, your system is what? It's the third largest in the nation? It's the third right. largest and third the largest one. statewide organization. You know, statewide mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. different obligations that go with it, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we have some other things like our, uh, you know, access link for the handicap, all those other things that as a state, right. we, we also manage for the state. Well, good. It's good. It's good to see NJT back and, uh, and, and, and doing it well. Be back. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining us and, uh, you know, stay, uh, stay safe and stay healthy. I know that you had your own, uh, bout with, uh, with coronavirus, uh, just a few short months ago. Uh, you're, uh, I'm looking at you on on video. You look you look pretty good. So that's great. <laughs> uh, glad to see you fully recovered. And uh, um, so stay safe and uh, stay healthy. Thanks for joining yeah. us.